Welcome to Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. I'm Stephen Simcox, your host. Should TCU be scared of Spencer Sanders? We'll talk about the OSU offense against the TCU defense next. This is Locked On Horn Frogs. You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Horn Frogs, your team every day. Let's jump into it. Today, we're going to take a closer look at the Oklahoma State offense. Pokes coming into the Carter 5 0 on Saturday, 2 30 kickoff. Um, sold out game, apparently, according to Jeremiah Donati, athletic director at TCU. Today, he announced this game is sold out. So, good job, TCU fans. Um, getting those tickets. Hopefully it's a raucous environment there on Saturday afternoon. And Oklahoma State, you know, Max Duggan has sort of been a lightning rod the past few years. For TCU fans, there's been so much discussion on Max's struggles and is it, you know, Max's abilities? Is it the offensive coordinator's fault? And I think this season we have learned that upgrading the offensive coaching staff and changing the scheme has really helped Max Duggan. And he said, in his press conference or his media availability on uh, Tuesday, he said he thinks the biggest step forward with the TCU offense this year has been the continuity in scheme. And is this something I discussed with Matt Jennings and I've sort of discussed on my own last few years was I think the biggest hindrance to the TCU offense last few years has been sort of this crisis of identity where you had some play callers, some decision makers like Doug Meacham who were of, more the you know the air raid variety they were from that tree that sort of lineage and coaching and then jerry kill got brought in and he's a big 10 guy um and, and so that was a problem but now they have a, a streamlined attack they're getting the ball to their playmakers and it's working out and spencer sanders is a player that for a long time has been um just a topic of debate we've debated this on the big 12 roundtables before is he a good qb you know, he's sort of Jekyll and Hyde. He turns the ball over a lot. Now, to this point this season, he's playing really well. Um, 104 for 169, almost 1,400 yards, 61% completion percentage, 12 touchdowns, two interceptions. And to me, that's the key. He's taking care of the football better this year. And you hope that's something that TCU can break that trend on Saturday. Forcing turnovers would be huge. I might feel differently on Friday. I'll make predictions. Um, I think this game is going to be a shootout. Oklahoma state seems to be playing well on offense. And you know, Spencer Sanders is one of those guys. I definitely think you can force him into some bad decisions and you, you never truly know what you're going to get, but I feel like this season overall, he's been pretty consistent. Um, They've run up to this point. They have run the football 192 times, and they've thrown the football 192 times on the season. So, I mean, you see, like, they've been fairly balanced. Now, that's skewed a little bit. Um, there have been games where they've thrown the ball a lot, and they beat Central Michigan, Arizona State, Pine Bluff was their FCS game, and then beat Baylor and beat Texas Tech. And in that Baylor game, um, they won 36-25. to and, you know, Baylor has a pretty good defense. Dave Aranda, Ron Roberts, 
obviously that's what they do. And Spencer Sanders was effective. I mean, he was 20 of 29, 181 yards, one touchdown and a pick. Really how they made their money that day was sort of a balanced attack running the football. Sanders had 75 yards on the ground. Dominic Richardson had 73 yards on the ground. And so as a team, they rushed the ball effectively. There wasn't one player that just blew the doors off and had like 150 yards rushing, but they had over 200 yards on the ground as a team. And then they were able to force Blake shape and the Baylor quarterback into some bad decisions and took advantage of some short fields. Now, Dominic Richardson um, has been around for a little while there at Oklahoma state. And I was listening to the radio broadcast of Oklahoma state and Texas tech on my way to uh, visit some friends on Saturday. And one thing that they noted about Richardson, he's got 86 attempts for 355 yards, averaging a little over four yards carry four touchdowns is that what they feel like he's lacking at this point in his career is the ability to make guys miss. I mean, he gets downhill, he's a physical runner, but in space, he's not super effective at, you know, shaking one defender, cutting back, putting his foot in the ground, making plays, getting up the field, turning five, six, seven-yard gains into 20-plus-yard explosive plays. Uh, so I think that's something that plays into TCU's hand because for the most part, aside from you know, kind of the second half against Kansas, TCU has been effective um, making tackles in the open field, and you hope that continues on Saturday. But I think the way that TCU has struggled at times in the passing game, I expect the Pokes to try to throw, and they have a pretty good receiving core here um, that is experienced, that comes in with you know a lot of starts under their belt. And this is the team I said this yesterday. I feel like Mike Gundy is sort of an underrated coach because he's kind of a goofy guy and the mullet and everything else has sort of taken a life of its own, but they've been really consistent. You look at their receiving core, Braden Johnson has 17 receptions for 360 yards. He's their big play threat. He's averaging 21 yards a reception. Brennan Presley is probably a name you recognize. 26 catches for 314 yards. Uh, Bryson Green, John Paul Richardson are players that are also over 200 yards and have been around for a while. They get Dominic Richardson involved in the passing game a little bit as well. He has almost 150 yards receiving on the year. So both these secondaries, Oklahoma State secondary is banged up. TCU secondary struggled in the second half against Kansas. You know, has had some issues this year. But I'll say this. I still believe in the TCU corners. I think the TCU corners can match up man for man. And one interesting thing to me about the Kansas game was they really they kept getting beat over the top. I think part of that is, you know, the way Kansas schemes things up. But this weekend, a big key in my mind, can TCU find a way to limit those big plays? Because really that's the whole point of the defense, right? Like Joe Gillespie wants teams to march methodically down the field. So can you force Spencer Sanders to make throw after throw after throw and not just allow Braden Johnson or Brennan Presley to beat you over the top? If you do that, then I think this team has a chance on that side of the ball, the defense I'm talking about, to play well. But I do feel like this is going to be 
This is just my my feeling today, and I'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments. Um, I think this is going to be an old school Big 12 shootout. I say old school because you know the past few years, it seems like um, the identity of a lot of these teams has changed, and you're seeing a more defensive league across the Big 12. But now TCU is. Uh, effective on offense. Oklahoma this season seems to be more of an offensive team. Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma State, I mean, seems to be more of an offensive team. And maybe it's turning the other direction with some of the top teams in the league. Texas has a lot of talent on offense. We'll see. But I like the TCU defensive chances if they can limit explosive plays, and we'll see if they can do that on Saturday. Uh, segment two coming up in a minute. Before I do that, though, I want to talk about LinkedIn. LinkedIn jobs, if you own a small business, if you need to hire people, you should post your job postings on LinkedIn. Um, you have to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and LinkedIn jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster, and you can do it for free. Everybody's on LinkedIn. You know the name. Everyone's on there. It's the best way to cast a wide net and get the most talent available. They also offer things like just simple screening questions that allow you to sort of weed out, okay, maybe this person is not a great fit for my company. Um, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. And one more sponsor I want to get out there, Built Bar. Built Bar is delicious. Only 180 calories on most of these Built Bars, and they are good. They're good for you, and they also just taste good. Uh, you know, I usually eat a Built Bar for breakfast. It's a great option for me when I'm getting the kids out of the door for school. I can just grab one and go. It fills you up. It's really good to eat before or after a workout. Um, it's a snack that can tie you over in the afternoon during the middle of the day. They use 100% real chocolate, so it's the real stuff. It's not artificial preservatives, all these things. No, it's real ingredients. Tastes really good. It's good for you. Go to BuiltBar.com. Order some of these Built Bars today. All right. want to give a quick injury update for TCU, and then we'll actually close today's show with a little basketball talk because there was some exciting news on the basketball front for the Horned Frogs. Tomorrow, we're going to do a TCU fan corner with Tommy Fisher. Tommy was on with us earlier in the summer, and I'll, I'll put this offer out there again. If you want to come on the show sometime, you can meet me on Zoom. I'll put you on there. I'll ask you some questions. I want this to be an interactive environment. So if you want to do the show with me, let me know. We'll do it sometime. I'll ask you a few questions. And, uh, yeah, we'll get that going. But tomorrow, Tommy Fisher is going to be on with me. Um, and we're going to talk about, you know, before the season, he was pretty critical of Max Duggan. You're not critical. He just he didn't necessarily believe in Max Duggan on the turnaround that Sonny Dykes and his staff had sort of predicted. And even though he didn't win the starting job, I mean, obviously he's taken that job and now run with it since the season has started. Also, subscribe to the YouTube channel, please. Um, I'd love to get 300 subscribers for this OHU game. I'm doubting that's going to happen because we're at 156 right now. We have seen some channel growth this week, though. I appreciate that. Subscribe on YouTube. Um, it's a really easy way for me to see that people are actually watching this and expecting it each and every day. So thank you for doing that. If you have, if you haven't, please subscribe and I uh, give you my thanks in advance. All right, so on the injury front, uh, Millard Bradford, Nuke Bradford, TCU safety, you might have noticed 
He left the game early against Kansas. Apparently he was dealing with a knee injury. Sonny Dyke said on uh, Tuesday that he's banged up. They don't really expect him to practice much this week, but they think as of now he's going to play on Saturday, which would be big because as I was talking about earlier, this is a team that struggled last week getting beat over the top. And I think some of that was just sort of the, sort of the wacky things that Lance Leipold does um, on offense and a lot of motion, getting guys, you know, in and out and trying to force the defense to show their hand. But you need good safety play, and in this defense, safeties are asked to do a lot. So hopefully uh, Bradford can go, and if he does, then I like TCU's defense's chances even better, even though players like Abe Kamara and others have stepped up and played well in his absence at times. But seems like he's trending towards playing on Saturday, even though he's not expected to get a lot of reps on the practice field um, as the week continues to go on. So a quick TCU basketball note before we go. Mike Miles was selected by the media as your Big 12 preseason player of the year. So the Big 12 preseason poll drops on Thursday. And I'm wondering where TCU is going to be. I'm thinking they're probably going to be in the top three or top four, which is sort of wild to think about. Uh, Mike Miles selected as the preseason player of the year. I definitely think Mike has that kind of potential. I really hope this is a season where we see him step into that, you know, team leader role where he's scoring or averaging 20-plus points a game and commanding the offense and leading uh, the Frogs in the best way possible. You know, he had to deal with the injuries last season, so I think that kind of hindered him and slowed him down. But he did have games against, like, Texas Tech and Kansas where he looked like one of the best players on the floor and seemed like he was really reaching his full potential. Uh, no update on Damian Ball. If you haven't heard, he's dealing with a possible suspension. Um, reportedly hired an agent that was not under the NCAA uh, certified agents. And so he could be looking at a suspension. Not sure how long they're currently appealing that and they're trying to work on it. Um, Damian Ball is, I think, a huge key for this team. He's great defensively. If he could clean up some things on the offensive side of the court, then I feel like he could be one of the leaders uh, for this team offensively as well. Shada Wells, the UTA transfer, you might remember that name. He was hurt early last season and didn't really play at all. Jamie Dixon said there were times in the offseason where he looked like their best guard. So they're excited about him. P.J. Haggerty, the freshman coming in, um, is a name to know. And then, of course, everybody coming back. Eddie Lampkin, Emmanuel Miller, Xavier Cork. We can go down the list. Uh, Mike Peavy. There's a lot of talent on this roster. And the hype train is going. And it might be getting a lot out of control, but I'm trying to jump on it and keep up with it because I'm excited about TCU basketball this year, and you should be too. But I know right now everybody's thinking about TCU football because they're playing well, and I totally understand that. Hopefully we can keep doing that and talking about them in an exciting way the rest of the season as they get ready for this Oklahoma State game on Saturday. We'll have Tommy Fisher tomorrow on Friday. We'll have a Locked On crossover with the new host of the Locked On Poke Show. I'm Stephen Simcox. This is Locked On Horn Frog. Subscribe on YouTube. Thank you for listening today. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team. 